Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bursting the Bubble podcast. I am Pramit, joined as always by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. Today, we are going to be talking about basketball because the playoffs are here. Basketball. Finally. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. We had the play-in tournament happen yesterday. We had the heartbreak of the Suns not making it in. We had a lot of people getting fired. And, of course, we have the playoffs coming up. Uh, So before we talk about the actual games that went on, let's talk about the the firings because a lot happened uh, in terms of head coaches, uh, GMs, just a lot of stuff around the league. In the NFL circles, this uh, Monday after is referred to as Black Monday after all the coaches with middling teams get fired. So that, that, that seems to track the Kings, the Bulls, and the Pelicans all made major moves. Uh, I think necessary moves because they're, they're stuck in limbo. I think the most important one is Alvin Gentry, obviously. Yeah, the Pelicans. Um, so when they signed Alvin Gentry, I think they, they poached him off the Warriors about four or five years ago. Uh, that was mainly to establish a like, defensive presence. Uh, I think Alvin Gentry is a much more defensive-heavy, uh, defensive mastermind, if you will. Um, and then now they don't really need that. Uh, they have great, great young superstars, uh, of course Zion, Brandon Ingram, um, and uh, who's regular, that other guy? Lonzo Ball. Players like Lonzo Ball, <laughs> oh, Andrew, Andrew Holiday. You know he's good. yeah, Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah. like there, there's a there's definitely a future for this young Pelicans team. And um, I, I, I really agree with this decision. Um, you, Alvin Gentry isn't necessarily the best coach for this position. He's, uh, he, I think he's a great coach, but not for, this, not for this young group. All right. What are your thoughts on uh, the Kings firing Vlade Divac? Vlade Vlade Divac. Go on, man. Go on. Yeah, I mean, that, that organization has been run pretty poorly with their past draft picks. I think the only notable hit has been uh, De'Aaron yeah, Fox. Yeah. Like, what, like, out of that top five with uh, the DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, and Jaron Jackson, like, that's four pretty, really, pretty solid hits. And then Marvin Bagley, who just has not at all performed up to his draft position. And when you whiff on something like that, that is a career ender. Yeah, that's and like you, the this. I, I feel like that's the straw that broke the camel's back because it's yeah, not definitely. been good up to then. But like that's a fat straw too, you know. Yeah, like that's a pretty big whiff. It's like, it's like a pipe. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lead pipe that they just yeah. dropped on him. Yeah, or he dropped on the Kings and then oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I I mean these two these two teams are in. This, I think they have a a nice future. They got a good core of players that if they can get the right coach to optimize them, could really push them over the top. Um, more, more, more toward that was more directed towards the Pelicans because I don't think the Kings are there yet, but uh, they're they're still they're still a good team. Yeah, I I, I like their I certainly like their core. Um, they have they have a bunch of people who can run do the running gun, which seems to be more and more prevalent. So, uh, definitely, definitely something that that can be that can be approved on that can be worked with. Right. And I mean, Sacramento isn't a big market uh, team where they can't really sign the big free agents to like save their organization. So whoever they bring in needs to be good at getting solid players from the draft mostly. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, The smaller the market you are, like, you know, the Indiana Pacers or the Thunder, you need to be really good at drafting to to account for that free agency point. I never thought about that. That's cool. 
Yeah, and Andy, you brought up the, like in, in an episode previously about the whole, you thought that Luke Walton was a problem um, and he's not utilizing the, the Kings roster to its max potential. Uh, so do you think that it's, it seems pretty clear that Vlade had to, had to go in terms of like just the failures of this franchise. But uh, do you think that Walton is also on a similar kind of hot seat yeah, I mean, so so what from what I can tell, like the front office is the one making the draft choice draft choices. So they they got the uh, Marvin Bagley, they they hit on here in Fox, but other than that, it hasn't been all that good. Um, and then as far as like coaching scheme, um, yeah, I I think Luke Walton again, like Luke Walton isn't the the best the best fit for this organization. Uh, I I know he was part of the Warriors. Wow, uh, two two coaches that were both part of the Warriors, Gentry yeah, and yeah, Luke Walton. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Kerr coaching tree. Yeah, uh, I anyway, <laughs> I, was just about, I was just about to bring that up. How is this coaching tree doing so far? Not too hot, yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, Luke Walton. Um, it's just frustrating to watch the Kings. Like they're not taking advantage of their their great players. De'Aaron Fox has been running loose like he used to. Uh, back when I think it was Dave Yeager back uh, who was coaching them. Um, that that team was a great team to watch. Um, when they, I I remember they had one season against the Warriors. Uh, they played four games and all of them were decided within five points or less. Like that shows a lot of potential. From them. Uh, but yeah, back to your point, Thomas. Uh, I think Luke Walton definitely should be on the hot seat. Yeah, he does have three years left on his contract. He signed a four-year deal last year, so this is one year in. Hopefully, you know, if he gets a little more competent front office, they can maybe build around him. But then again, you know, you'll get a new front office that isn't exactly married to Luke Walton because they didn't bring him in. So, you know, it could also work against him. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Luke Walton, I feel like a lot of his um, respect in the league as a coach had come from that 25 or 20, 25 game win streak with the Warriors. Yeah, 27. Yeah, like 26. Something. 24. Yeah. Okay. I think it's 24. Yeah. And I feel like that streak kind of just put him in the ability to have, you know, jobs with the Lakers as well as the Kings. So I don't know if his future as a coach is going to be that great if he can't deliver on uh, any of his head coaching jobs. Mm. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, Jim Boylan. Yes, Bulls, Bulls fans around the world can celebrate. I Rejoicing. Mean, it should have happened a long, long time ago. And by long, long time ago, I mean one season ago. Yeah. One season. <laughs> how how long has he been coaching? I mean, the last, cause the last Bulls coach like I knew was Tibbs. Yeah, I think one and a half seasons. He uh, had like a fifty-six game stint yesterday, uh, okay. or not yesterday, last season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the only the I mean, they have Zach Levine. They got some nice young big Wendell Carter Jr. Roy Markin. I I do think they're they're several steps away from contention though. Even in the weak East, they're gonna need another couple of players, maybe a point guard. Yeah, I mean, well, let's. Yeah, I don't want to say in terms of it doesn't really matter if you don't look at the games, but technically they were the eleventh seed in the East this year. Yeah. So I mean, East is pretty weak. Uh, I think firing Boylan is huge for their chances at moving up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they can contend for it, like the eighth seed next year. Also, they don't have to worry about not being able to sign free agents because of how storied their franchise is. They're still riding that MJ high. So they'll get names if they want names. So, and Will they? 
I really do think so. Do you yeah. think so? If I if all these basketball players that like grew up listening, hearing about Jordan and stuff, they'll they'll love to play for. But like at the same time, what notable free agent signings have they had? Yeah. In the past? I mean, they've been really bad. I mean, there might be rumors that AD might go, but I highly doubt that's gonna. Isn't he? Isn't he from Chicago? Yeah, he's from Chicago, so that's the main reason Mm. why. I feel like Mm. I always hear that rumor, but it never happens. Yeah, it never materializes. I heard like rumors that KD would go back to the Wizards. Uh, I mean, but would you go? I mean, LeBron kind of went back to Cleveland, but he also played there. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, mean, it's the same case. Like George and Kawhi went to LA, so there is precedent for people going back to their hometowns. Kobe almost went to Chicago, I think. Yeah, that's that's true. Try out with Shaq. Yeah. Um, one question I wanted to ask is, I mean, what do you guys think the right amount of time it is to fire a coach, like two seasons in without a championship or like championship? Oh, I, think, I mean, okay, like for example, like the Kings, like right now, uh, where what seat are they right now? Um, well, I mean, they finished like twelfth, I think. Twelve, right? So yeah. they're stuck in that medium tier. Um. Uh, the West. They're a lottery here. team. They're, they're a lottery team. Here. Yeah, they're yeah. a low. They're a low. Team. Sure. So I mean, exactly. So in Luke, Luke Wan's case, like, how many years do you think, or just in general? I think in the case of a meddling team, if if you don't see results in like three, I I think three years is a sweet spot for me. The, um, yeah, but the problem is with firing these coaches again and again is you stunt the development of your young players. Players, so you yeah. really do need to have patience. So that's why when you sign a coach, why is why is that related to the coach though? Because if you if you if you keep uh, if the coach doesn't succeed in their first year and you're like okay they didn't succeed in their first couple of years I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jettison them then Darren Fox has to you know keep learning new things and he doesn't get consistency at the coaching. I position. mean I think the more important thing is if you think of it um, in terms of a locker room right like if your coaches if you have a new coach every year like the where's the um, respect yeah where's respect and people won't be as uh, like the team uh, effort and as well as the the vibe. Um, the vibe in the locker room would just be terrible if you yeah. repetitively fired the same the coaches. I, I think you need uh, yeah three years is a good amount of time, in my opinion. I feel I feel like waiting even three years though is it's tough. It's tough, right? You're basically just throwing away three years if you feel like this coach is just not going to get you anywhere. Like if Luke Walton's on the Kings for three years. Like, are the Kings really going to be able to contend for the eight seed? And Luke yeah, and it's... for three years. What's up? Wait, Luke Walton's been on the Kings for three. No, no. Years? If I'm saying if oh, if they yeah. keep him for like three years, right? Then I feel like they're just they're they're cementing themselves at the bottom of the division. Yeah. Of the conference. That, right. That's just, that's just side effect of being in the West, but still, yeah, I, I see yeah. your point. And the thing is, I think most of the time you can tell if you have that game like that. Um, Steve Kerr or like that coach that changes the team, you usually find out within the first year most of the time. That is true. Yeah, yeah. You definitely see a much bigger change. Like uh like kind of Mike Budenholzer with the Bucks. Like you saw that change instantly. Um the the Bucks went to a championship contender. Yeah, that's true. You saw it with Nick Nurse I, I like as that, well. I like that point actually. Yeah, Nick Nurse actually. A lot of people were upset with Dwayne Casey being up being fired, but honestly I kind of draw a parallel to Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr. Right, Mark Jackson was good. He wasn't great, but Steve Kerr brought them to the championship, much like Nick Nurse brought them to a championship. Right. So, like in terms of the Kings, like what's the incentive to keep Luke Walton anyway? That's essentially the concept. I mean they they thought he was a man for the job just one year ago. So I mean, at least give him one more year, man. I understand. Yeah, I think 
I think two to three years is probably the sweet spot. Um, other than that, like it lower your, your, that's, tr- there's too much turmoil in the front office. Uh, and longer is probably, uh, too much time. All right. Uh, let's move on to actual basketball games that have been played. Um, we can start off with the hottest story of the bubble and mm, uh, the talk about the Suns because, well, unlike the weather in the Bay Area, the Suns did fade away. Ah, that's shameful. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah. I'm sorry I had to put that one out there. It is too hot. I feel like one thing that's going to be annoying is that they're going to be the darling picks for the entire offseason, which may or may not be warranted. It's just... I feel like people are going to overreact to this eight-game run a little too much. Um, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. I, no, still... I, I was I was definitely feeling the same way. Um, continue. continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ishis. Um <laughs> Yeah, I feel like every year there's like there's like this little run at the end. I, I think the Kings were the darlings of the NBA just a little short time ago. They they had like a really nice run with De'Aaron Fox for maybe a twenty-game stint, and people started penciling them in. But uh, I think it is pretty baffling that Devin Booker is only 23. DeAndre Eaton's coming out pretty well. Uh, they got a nice three in Dean Michael or Mikal Bridges. Mikal sure. Bridges. Yep. So they got a good young core. Uh, so hopefully they can do something around Devin Booker. Otherwise, as Draymond Green said, get my man Devin Booker out of here. <laughs> got fined for that one. Hey, NBA, please yeah, don't Turner Sports. <laughs> Turner Sports took care of it. Or TNT took, took oh, care really? of it. Oh, really? That's so, cool. I That's think cool. so. I, I think I saw something. Yeah. They should. You can't yeah. you can't pay players to be analysts and then get mad when they analyze, bro. Like, what the hell? Draymond, <laughs> I, I think Draymond Green is perfect for the analyst role. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see him be an analyst down the road. Yeah. Uh, but, and yeah, about the Suns. Like, man, they were the story of the bubble. Uh, and it was unfortunate that their record wasn't good enough to – their previous record uh, before pre-bubble was not good enough to propel them into the eighth or even the play-in tournament but they were amazing to watch like um even like the entire year like the first the first six games of the year uh the suns were actually playing really well and then remember, they just yeah. got hit by injury after injury and after then injury. got suspended for peds yes yeah. Yeah, and then the games. team just yeah. went to a free fall after that. I mean, they lost a couple of really close games too in the when Aiden was suspended. Um, yeah, just it's just such a shame. Like all they needed was one game to go their way. I would have loved to see a Suns Blazers play in tourney. All respect to Jaw. All respect to Jaw and the and the Grizzlies for playing well all season. But yeah. I've already forgotten about the season. You know, January were January was so long ago. I care about right now recency bias. Put the Suns and the Blazers in, man. That would have been so fun to watch. You know what I wish? I wish that they had like the Suns and I don't know, like who was the who was the seed below them? The eleven seed, the Spurs. They those guys should have fought for like the eighth seed in the East. You know, like <laughs> just put like like why like I I feel like if the NBA is ever gonna have a situation where they don't care about conferences and they only want the top sixteen teams in the playoffs, the they should have done it here. Yeah. And it would have been so more, so much more interesting. I Wouldn't think. you? Have, oh my God! A son, like anyone other than the Magic playing the Bucks, like that would have been. Yeah, like, yeah. Even the Blazers. Been, dude, it's the Suns playing the Bucks with the way the Bucks are playing right now. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, something something I, could happen. They, I mean, the Suns would have the magic, right? That's That was the whole thing. Like, we literally brought this up in the last episode. We talked about basketball. Like, if the Suns somehow went 8-0, well, they did go 8-0. Uh, yeah. And if they, they if they were to face off against the Lakers or whatever, then I... I mean, this... We thought that the Suns were not, like, a team to fear, but any team that's that hot and, like, seems like they're the team of destiny, right? It would have been would have been fun. Shout out the Titans. Yeah, that was the Titans. Remember, exactly. remember the Titans, one oh, might say. Oh. Yeah. All right, to the actual play-in tourney. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that. I think a pretty that. expected result, uh, at least on my end. The Blazers were going to make it close because they make every game close. But in the end, uh, they're just too experienced and too clutch however loosely defined that term is. I thought that game had so many huge performances from so many people. Yeah, um, great point. Yeah, was, I mean, first off, right off the 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 Blazers, they had Nurkic go for 20 and 20. Um, he had like 22 hearts. points With and 21 heart. rebounds. Yeah, his grandma had just passed away. I know. That so. was the tribute game. Yep. Uh, Dame was good. He had 30-some points. That's uh, not good. That's, that's unacceptable. That's, uh, <laughs> subpar game. For a man game, averaging yeah. 50 points per game in his last three games. Come on, Dame. He only scored 30. Only 30. One thing that I thought was interesting I was in watching that game, for the entire fourth quarter, uh, they just kept letting CJ McCollum walk the ball up. And I thought it was because they were you know, resting Dame for like the last couple possessions. But they literally just let CJ ride the whole time. And I thought that was an interesting basketball decision because – you can either take the double on Dame and then take the four on three that Yusuf Nurkic gives you, or you can take a one on one with CJ McCollum and John Morant. I mean, and McCollum was toasting him, dude. McCollum was... was toasting him, so that yeah. I, that was that's interesting to see what the Lakers will do in the in the playoffs. But that's yeah. a later topic. That's another one. Uh, but yeah, so another that CJ had a huge game. Melo came in the clutch. Uh, he had twenty points, I think twenty plus. Yep. Uh, and then on the Grizzlies, like Morant had a, a career high. 35 i think yep 35 um i mean it was huge games from a lot of people but uh i feel like valanciunas chipped in a bunch of points yeah valanciunas again uh he also came up big after his triple double travis travis kelsey travis kelsey (laughs) i was just about to say that yeah it looks so similar yeah it's wild i feel like um the the killer for the grizzlies was the turnovers jaw had eight and i think uh the game like a game ceiling was like a minute one minute 15 yeah down by four Drives into the lane, maybe 20 seconds left on the shot clock, and he just passes the ball away. Yeah. Rookie um, mistake. Won't happen again. Yeah, because he's not a rookie anymore. Not my rookie. Ooh. But I think um, the future is definitely bright for the Grizzlies, uh, based yeah, on what sure. I saw that game. Yeah. Um, That's all season, dude. They, all they, season. Were, yeah, especially. they were huge. Like, yeah. Jaws yeah, they were, is they, a superstar. They were the eighth seed before the, before the bubble started. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was hilarious that when Jaw was in the eighth seed, he was like, man, we don't need no play-in tournament. That's unfair. <laughs> and then he lost the eighth seed, and now he ended up needing the play-in tournament. I just thought that was ir- ironic. Yeah, turnovers were a big part in their loss and their demise. Ja had eight, and then Kyle Anderson had six. Um, Slow-mo, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. I, it, was a, it, was, it was a good game, though, again. Close, yeah. right I'm, down I'm sure to the, the NBA, wire. The NBA must be so happy with the product that they've put out. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that these games actually got to go down. Maybe it didn't have Zion, but people are watching. People are talking yeah. about it. These sports writers have careers again, yeah. which is nice. I think uh, Adam Silver was talking about like pushing for a play-in tournament just in a normal season, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be down. That'd be sick. Yeah, I would really want that. Um, I feel like right now, uh, the, the entire... Well, 
Okay. Well, first of all, I have an issue with the West and West and East, but that, that's a, that's another issue. Um, but I, I like that excitement of like, especially in the Western conference being oh so close, like having a chance to redeem yourself. The more Proof. drama and the more stakes they can add to the regular season, because the playoff NBA basketball is amazing. They, they don't need to change much there in my opinion, but the regular season, the 82 games long, it's just, it, it, the, the games don't have as much weight as they should. And thus you can just watch the highlights. But if they added stakes, either artificially, you know, it'll be pretty sick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. One thing that the uh, that they have in soccer for the EPL is what they do is they have just like whoever wins in the regular season basically wins, and then they also have like a basically like side tournament for like single elimination as well. So that's and then, like. And then what happens after the side tournament? Is there like a playoffs? No. That's it. So the main title is the regular season. Oh, okay. And then, and then the side tournament is just a one and an, one game elimination, like round. What, hap- what happens at the end of the side tournament? Like it's a, it's like a tournament. Like it's, it's you have like a, you have a one regular season winner and then a tournament winner. Oh, okay, yeah. that, that's cool. Which one is more valuable? The regular season. Far? The regular season would be more valuable. Okay, that's because cool. it's a better indication of how good your team actually right. is, right? I mean, the regular season. And generally the thing is. is um, like when it comes to like a regular season, if it's more imp- if it's the main thing, you can have anyone win like every year because in the playoffs it's it's super difficult to be the Warriors right when they had KD. Yeah. But it's, it's possible game. that to be like you have to be super consistent that year in order to win the regular season. So for example, the Rockets might have won like one of those years, right? I feel like the only reason the Rockets won because the Warriors understood that they didn't care at all about the one or the two or the three seed. They they cared more about health and longevity and resting. Yeah, but I think it would be it would have it would get other teams a chance like if they can stay consistent throughout the season. I guess I don't I don't know if that's exactly applicable for the NBA, but that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the benefit of having an extra play in tournament is, is it just keeps more teams in contention longer, and I think that's always a good thing. I just like some teams that might not have had a shot. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, exactly. Just let that's him, what, yeah. that's what they I mean, Adam, Adam Silver has proved consistently that he's the best commissioner in sports. So um, if if you need excitement in the NBA, like I'm, I'm sure he'll think of a very good solution for it. You know who to call. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the the games coming up. Kind of a, a look forward preview into some of the more so exciting first round exciting matchups. Series. First, yep. of all, first of all, you want to maybe go through the matchups, just all eight of them, real quick. Yeah. All right. Let's uh. Just, yeah, we li- can... just list them, and then we can talk about the interesting ones. All right. Yeah. So okay, we'll talk about the boring ones. Just mention those <laughs> first, right? So Lakers are playing. Actually, that's not a boring. That's one. That's not a boring one. Let's start in the east. Start in the east. Yeah. Well, boring. Let's start in the east. Uh, so Bucks are going to be playing the Magic. I don't know. That's kind of a it's kind of a nail biter there. Will it be <laughs> four be games fun. or five games? <laughs> uh, Toronto is playing Brooklyn. Boston uh, is playing. I think I think an interesting storyline in the Toronto game is whether they'll lose the first game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> as, yes. As is tradition. As is here. tradition. Uh, Boston is playing Philly. We'll talk about that one a little bit more. Um. The Pacers are playing the Heat, which we will also talk about a little bit more. Uh, so those are the four matchups in the East. In the West, we have Lakers and the Blazers. We'll talk about that. Uh, Clippers are going to be playing the Mavericks. Um, do you have anything to say about that? I think it'll be interesting to see Luka 
in a playoff. My hot take for these year. playoffs, I think the Mavs win. No. no that's why it's a hot take. <laughs> it wouldn't be a hot take if everyone agreed, Andy. But I appreciate I appreciate the quick <laughs> shutdown right there. <laughs> All right, what, so what's the what's the quick reasoning behind that? I don't know. I think uh, I think the Mavs are people are sleeping on the Mavs because they're a seven seed, but you know they they have a pretty sick one two punch in Luca and Kristaps, and they're getting Seth Curry and uh, Gary. Uh, I forgot who was the other guy. Trey Burke was that his name? He got, yeah, got shooting. He, he hasn't been doing that much. And I feel, I like, feel like people like. have just assumed the Clippers are gonna be good because of their depth. Like their their depth is insane, but depth doesn't really shine in in a playoff series. And while the, the 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 Clippers also do have a nice top heavy as well, I'm just I I just personally don't want to see them win, so I'm picking the Mavs to win. I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna say one thing. Um, how many times has Luca been in the playoffs? I don't know. He's just zero. How many times has Kristaps been in the playoffs? I don't know. He's just zero. Okay. There there you go. <laughs> like I don't think they're gonna do well without an experience. I mean, if if there were to be a season where the inexperienced playoff team you know, maybe takes a takes a series. I think it would be this season because there's no home field advantage. Uh, there's, you know, not much different than the bubble games, I think, as far as intensity. Uh, well, the I mean, intensity will be ramped up. Like, I'm sure these the guys know the games are important, up. but yeah, I, I agree with Rohit here. I think if there were to be a season where playoff experience didn't matter, it would be this season. Now, yeah, that's why I was actually, I was going to start saying, like, it's interesting, like, I started saying this, it's interesting to see Luca in a playoff atmosphere, but I don't really know if I can call this a playoff atmosphere. This is not a playoff atmosphere. So, the, the, the crowd, the yeah, crowd, no crowd makes the playoff atmosphere, the yeah. home field advantage, uh, none of that exists. So, you know, any nerves that might have existed, I, I doubt it happens. Uh, and it's just wishful thinking on my part, because I've said before in this podcast, the Clippers have no personality. So, uh, they, I just feel like they're a, a boring a, team a cobbled together team like like th- th- their rotation goes 10 deep but it feels cobbled together so i don't know do you think this um series is going to be a luca versus Kawhi, or is it just going to be i don't know about like uh i mean they'll definitely be carrying their teams again i also don't know about uh playoff p showing up in the playoffs we'll see which paul george we get but um i i i think i think it'll be not a mano imano matchup, if that's what you're asking. Uh, I think Rohit mentioned before that uh, there will be no like home court advantage, which makes sense. But actually, I saw this very surprising stat that in the I think there was around 89 bubble games played, uh, uh, fifth the home team, the, the quote unquote home team, won 55 percent of the time, uh, and out intended to outscore the away team by two points. So, and this kind of matched up with the previous, uh, the previous like stats with the regular season back when there was actually a home again that that is that team. is regular season though. Uh, the the intensity of the fans that really goes crazy like they're all they're all wearing the same shirt they're all going crazy they all paid a whole bunch of money for these tickets you know that is completely gone and the difference between a home game in the playoffs and a home game in the regular season even in normal times is astronomical. So. If you're yeah, saying that the, the home field advantage that the that they're getting is akin to the regular season, then that's a win for every lower seeded team because that's exactly what they want. Wait, by home court advantage, do you mean like the fans with that Microsoft thing? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, or, well, what I was talking about uh, was that there is no home court advantage as compared to in the past when they had real fans as of right now with all the bullshit. 
but in it, the is that what is that what Andy was referring to? Yes, yeah, Andy. Yeah. Was, yeah, that's what like Andy the technical was. home team with the, the Microsoft. Yeah, they have. I mean, I, I certainly think there like somehow there has been some sort of advantage for the home team, the, again, quote unquote home team in the bubble. But again, like it, it won't be necessarily the same uh, home team advantage as in the playoffs from before. Yep. All right. Uh, the next playoff matchup in the West is, as tradition always seems to happen, we have the Nuggets and the Jazz. Uh, I got nothing to say, man. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like, I don't know. Am I am I tripping or does this happen every year? Like, I feel like this is just a classic playoff game that such that a shows classic up in the first middle. round playoff game. You're like in the yeah. gym or whatever and you're looking at the TV and you're like, yeah. oh, look at that. Nuggets, Jazz. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about the Nuggets Blazers last year, but that ended up being really exciting. Yeah, and that was second round though. I mean, yeah, but that's still how I felt short. about it. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like when you see the Nuggets, you just yeah. which is a shame. I do think the Nuggets can no, the Nuggets do are something. good. Yeah, yeah, They're good with they have Michael Porter Jr. Michael now. Porter Jr. is heating up. Uh, Jokic, obviously, I I, I, I like him a lot. Got, yeah. yeah, they got uh, what's his name, Jamal Murray back. He looks, Walmart, yeah. The uh, their rotation players, uh, Gary Harris and uh, Tory Craig is no Will Barton. Uh, they're still they're still playing their way back, but um, I think they, they the also have a Leonard Mike... brother or a Plumley brother. I can't keep track. Mason Plumley, yeah. yeah, I knew it. Uh, he he's been pretty solid for them for a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the addition of Michael Porter Jr. Um, it will it will help them get through this this uh, series at least. Uh, gives the Jazz. Weak, weaker defense. Something there's something more to think about. Um, man, Michael Porter Jr. is fun to watch. Yeah, it's 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 weird because like um, you don't really think of these teams as underdogs at all. Um, because like I, they're I high seed. I, I think of the Jazz as an underdog. Really okay, yeah, I, I guess you can think of it as an underdog, but I, I feel like that. both of these teams are in the limbo zone of like not fully. Like an underdog nuggets, that you want to I think the for. Nuggets with Michael Porter Jr. are out of the out of the limbo zone and into a real a like real contender. Threat, like you think they threat. can win the whole thing? Like, yeah, do you I, honestly think the Nuggets can win at all? I think the Nuggets can make it to the Western Conference Finals. I just have to see how LeBron's playing to make a a a, a decision on the finals. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note about the Jazz: uh, Conley left. Uh, oh right, the bubble yeah, that is true. earlier, yep. right? I think his son was born, yeah. uh, so a worthy, yeah, a worthy excuse. Uh, but I don't know. Conley hasn't been great this year, but Andy, you were saying he was good in the bubble. Yeah, uh, he was playing, uh, and towards like the end of the regular season as well, or I guess the pre-bubble season, uh, he started to pick it up a little bit. So, um, that, I think that's certainly a huge loss for the Jazz, just to have another. Uh, pace setter outside of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we'll, in terms of predictions, I think the Nuggets will win this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. And the final Western Conference matchup is the Rockets and the Thunder. It's going to be a very good matchup. Um, I'm most excited to see this one, honestly. So let's talk about this. The storylines are just all there. Um... I feel like these two teams can't really take advantage of the other's weakness. For example, the Thunder kind of trot out a three-guard lineup that's been pretty lethal with uh, CP3, SGA, and Dennis Schroeder. 
but uh, the 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 Rockets don't have like a big presence to punish that small lineup, especially without Russell. Wil- uh, not Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. To, <laughs> He's to... living rent free in your head, dude. <laughs> but uh, Russell yeah, Wilson. So he'll be out for a couple games or or maybe more. We'll see how that goes. Um, and on the other, on the flip side, the 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 Rockets small ball can't really punish another small team as as much. So. I, I don't know. I just feel like these two teams are a great matchup for each other. Neither one. It'd be so play. gratifying to see the Thunder win. Yes, <laughs> that'd be Maybe so three. hilarious. Yeah, poor Harden though. If Harden if Harden doesn't get out of here, man, if he doesn't get out of the first round, it's gonna be a huge hit for his legacy. Which, however fickle that term is. No, but like I, I actually see OKC winning this one. Like I I actually have OKC. Winning, I think the I think Russ being out for a couple games, um, is yeah. bigger that's, than some people huge. might think. Yeah, it's actually huge, uh, yeah. because Russ, like as bad of a three point shooter as he is, like he's been improving in the past, uh, past couple games, and you know he he's always been super aggressive. Will take it to the hole, um, when everyone vacates, trying to guard the three point shooters, and he's probably one of the better players in the league at doing that. So, um. Yeah, look for look for thunder, look for the thunder to exploit Russ's. I, I would love this narrative to play out. Um, the the Oklahoma City Thunder take an early two game lead, and then Russell Westbrook comes back, and he take, they win three in a row, and it goes to game seven and stuff like that. That would be awesome. Just that would be good storylines, good articles written, which is what I'm all about. So yeah. that'd be that'd be good for for the drama, exactly. just the league in general. I feel. Uh, the whole thing about the CP3 and, and, and Westbrook trade, I find it so funny because like when I think of those players, I still think of them in the opposite teams. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like I still associate Westbrook with the Thunder and CP3 with the Rockets. Sorry, it would have been so interesting to see this in like a real playoff setting because then you would have gotten Russ yeah. coming home and then CP3 is not nearly as beloved in Houston. But, in Houston, but like he'd yeah. still get, uh, I yeah, don't know. I, I, It'd be interesting to see that. Russ would get a tribute video for sure. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just saying, I feel like this is, I think, the most tightly contested matchup in the playoffs. Um, uh, in the Western Conference, I agree with you. Who do I you have in the East? I think there are Sixers Celtics is a pretty, pretty Celtics, good matchup. Yeah. They always have fun games. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, these two had the exact same record. Really? Um, That's yeah. Cool. 44 and 28. I think that it's, it's just when i when i think about like teams in the in the west that have the have a real shot of making the western conference finals but people don't really like think they will make it cuz i feel like everyone's prediction is lakers clippers or whatever which is why i want the clippers out of here they yeah. make everything boring exactly so i feel like when you think of teams that have a real shot of making it i, I think these two are two ones that come to mind um i just i don't know, I don't I know if the thunder close. i don't know if the thunder can keep this going but uh I, I, I think they can. I definitely think they can get through this round. It'll depend on their next round matchup to see what they got. I mean, if they win, they're probably gonna have to play the Lakers. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them being yeah. the Lakers at all. Would be sick though. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting to compare the playing styles of the Thunder and the Rockets. I mean, I think the Thunder use most like ball movement as well as using those screens pretty effectively. Yeah. Whereas with the Rockets, it's just um, single like yeah, James Harden playing. Playing by himself. ISO game. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be guarding um, James Harden? 
I have no idea. Probably SGA. What about Andre Robertson? Isn't he coming back from oh, that, that yes, injury? Yes, yes, yes. If he Andre can play Robertson big minutes back. as a defensive stopper, that would be insane for this lineup. Like a lineup, yeah. they sub him out for Dennis Schroeder, and you got CP3, SGA, Daniel Gallinari, Steven Adams, and Andre Robertson. Like that is a good team on both sides of the floor. Hold on, did you say Daniel Gallinari? I don't. What is his real name? Danilo. Danilo. Danilo, Danilo uh, Gallinari. I'm sorry, I whitewashed his name. You whitewashed his name. I just, I just read these names. I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch anything live. So, there's that. So, uh, Andy and Rohith, you have the Thunder taking this one. Uh, yep. it's a shame because I, I really want both of these teams to go to the second round, but uh, in, over like the Nuggets or the the Jazz, I just think they're more interesting. But uh, I think I'm going Rockets actually. No, no, no. I take that back. Thunder. Final Thunder. Answer. Yes. Yeah. CP3 is your guy, dude. Yeah, CP3 is my guy. Andy, you you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Thunder. Thunder. All right. I'll go. I'll go Rockets. I think the Rockets will win this in seven games. Yeah. Ishus? Thunder. Thunder. All right. All right. Interesting. Let's, Interesting. let's actually let's actually write these down and keep track of our, our picks so we can yeah. uh, we can talk about them after after the end of the first yep. round. Yeah. So right. Thunder we'll, 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 how, how many games? Bro, Thunder and what? Oh, there's no way we're predicting the games. I just think it's gonna right. it's gonna be six okay. plus. It's gonna be six plus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I all feel right. like this series is almost a lock to go at least six. Yeah. Um he's I mean, two, I wouldn't, two, okay, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if what, like the Thunder sweep by like some miracle. Wow. Really? Because like, really? I think wait, so you, wait, is just, I mean, depending on how long this You said you wouldn't be entirely surprised if by some shocked. miracle. No, no, okay, like, <laughs> like quote unquote miracle. I mean, this, okay. this, um, this series it wouldn't be a miracle a to you. Okay. It wouldn't be a miracle to you. Yeah, like this series um, reminds me a lot about the uh, Pelicans and the Blazers. And the Blazers, yeah. This reminds me a lot about that. Why? How? I don't just know. Just because just because there was a sweep in the first round. Just that, the vibe. I mean, the vibe. Oh, the vibe. The vibe. I beg your pardon. Yeah, continue. <laughs> I think you need a vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little sus. Uh, right. uh, I mean, how many games is is Russ gonna miss? I think that makes a huge huge. So far, is they've been saying only one game. Just one game. Okay. Yeah. If he misses two games, I still think the Rockets can win this in seven. Um, it'll be close though. Good good matchup. All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, very interesting. interesting matchup in the West. That is the Lakers and Blazers. Uh, Dame has been insane this bubble, uh, unanimous bubble MVP. And he's averaging something insane, like uh, what, like forty-five points a game? Yeah, forty-five. Yeah. Um, interesting comparison to Allen Iverson in terms of carrying his team. Yeah, that uh, was just a vibe I got from uh, from watching this playoff series. I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. He's probably my favorite basketball player for a long time. Um, and I had watched a bunch of documentaries about his uh, his uh, one-man show with the 76ers in 2001. The Lakers, being this big powerhouse led by Shaq and Kobe, had gone undefeated in the playoffs, and they went to the finals. And Allen Iverson comes in and just destroys the, the Lakers and Ty Lue's ankles in one game. And then he goes out in a in a poof of smoke. So I I I see that happening again. I see Dane taking the first game, and then uh, zero dark LeBron playoff mode being activated. Uh, and there we go. That's my prediction. Four to one. Four Lakers. to one. Lakers. Gentlemen's Allen Iverson sweep. <laughs> what about you guys? 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I feel like if the Lakers are going to win in uh if they're going to win four games in a row like you're predicting here. Uh those games are going to be very tight. I don't sure, think yeah, that they'll be tight. I I but I don't I don't see them just like trampling four in a row. I think it'll be a little more back and forth than that. I still think the Lakers will win, but I think it might be like a six-game series. Oh, okay. Um, I I feel like one thing to notice about uh, Dame is like, yeah, he's carrying this team and it feels unsustainable. Um, but we saw in the Grizzlies game, uh, the other guys also did show up. Nurkic is playing huge. Um, I think... McCollum as well. McCollum as well, yeah. Melo is still hitting shots. Uh, I feel like the... The fact that they got so much rest uh, is allowing Dame to continue to play at such a high level. Like it's not a huge deal that he's. Wait, who having got so much rest? Uh, because all the players got so much rest. You know, like if this was the normal playoffs, I don't know. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know? With the if this was the normal playoffs, playoffs, I don't think it would be as viable. But I think they have a shot now because of all this rest. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Eddie, uh, I think I think Dame actually talked about that a little bit. Uh, maybe yesterday after the game, he said like. You know, this is probably the most well-rested he's felt, even though he is tired, of course, after after these nine games that he's played. Uh, it, it is the most relatively well-rested well rested he's felt in a long time, like, going into the playoffs. So I certainly think that there's going to be some effect uh, of that. Like, he's going to be able to carry the team a little bit more. Yeah. And I also kind of want to talk about the matchups across the board for the Lakers-Blazers. Um so I feel like the Lakers don't have enough guard power, um, guard like defensive power, in, to contain that that great tandem they have in the Blazers' backcourt. Um, and then also I feel like uh, maybe Nurkic will like help this help out a little bit, but I, I don't know how the Blazers are going to def- defend in general as well, um, <laughs> but also defend AD. And yeah. uh, maybe even like stints of Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Like the size is uh, too much, yeah. The size, yeah, the size is too much for the for the Blazers to handle, in my opinion. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how those two matchups play out. Um, who gets the better of who? Yep. Yeah, I, I see Dame scoring yeah. huge numbers this series, but just not being able to win. Like you, you're, any you're calling the sweep. You're calling the sweep. I would call. I mean, yeah. The reason, the only, the only so we reason, have a LeBron fan, huh? The only reason why I'm against the sweep is because the Blazers have been playing like like their lives depend on it for the last nine games. And the Lakers have been pretty much coasting the entire bubble. The last time they played an int- like a meaningful game would probably be Lakers-Clippers and then Lakers-Bucks way back before the NBA restart, like back in like, yeah, March. Yeah, they've had a ton of rest. Up yeah, and the point. thing that comes with that is that maybe they don't rust. turn Rest on. and rust. Yes, they don't, turn, they don't turn it on as fast, which is why the Blazers will come out super hot, win the first game, and LeBron's going to be like, "Hold up, I need to actually turn it on. I got to get serious." And then he gets serious, and you're not stopping LeBron and AD in that oh, okay. role. I see. Okay, I see that can happen. That can definitely right. happen. It's possible like, if you, if you have a team that's been locked in for so long, yeah. then it, yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna show up. It's a, it's a it's a question of LeBron and the uh, Lakers will show up. Yeah, I, the Lakers haven't been playing um, up to the ver- up to the standard that they set pre bubble. Um, they had like one good good half, I would say. Uh, I think that was like one of their last games, um, or uh, one of their first games actually. <laughs> so um, there's certainly going to be a little bit rust. I I, I imagine they're working on that, uh, obviously. But uh, yeah, like like Rona said, I think Dame is going to uh, that. It's just a hot team is going to. 
um, surprise for maybe one, two, even three games. Three. Ooh, three that's that's games? that's interesting. I don't think maybe three. maybe that's it might be a little yeah. bit of a stretch, but there's there's a possible. So Ishis, how hard will you implode if uh, the Lakers lose here? <laughs> Dude, okay, the Lakers lose. I think they should like revote the MVP. <laughs> Give it to Dame. Just the league MVP. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think I mean if playoff LeBron shows up first round, I don't think the Blazers are going to win a chance. game. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Especially AD, this is like his first real chance to win a championship, so I think he'll come out running as well. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. Um, all right, any any last words on this Western Conference in general? No. Then uh, let us move over to the wasteland that is the East. Uh, but these matchups are not. I think these matchups are good. Uh, so we'll start off with the four and five matchup again. This is the Pacers versus the Heat. Also two very uh, similar in, in record. The Pacers were 45 and 28. The Heat were 44 and 29. Uh, I think I think there's a lot to uh, to see about this um, in terms of... Well, TJ Warren has been pretty insane. Uh, Jimmy Butler was Ishis' man for... What was it? For the, for the real MVP of the team. Um... Yeah. I think, uh, like we said, uh, I feel like these are two really well-coached teams, um, but the 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 X factor in the playoffs the is always like, how good are your players, right? Are you, how many stars do you have? I think the Pacers are just suffering from not having Sabonis. I, he, while, while that was able to unlock TJ Warren, you know, that's a really good big player that they could use, you know. Also, depending on Victor Oladipo's health, uh, I think he's he's been playing not too well on offense, which is fine, I guess, with TJ Warren and Malcolm Brogdon running the show. But he really needs to show up on defense. If he's going to draw, uh, whoever Duncan he's going to draw, Duncan Robinson, uh, that he needs to completely eliminate them. So if it comes down to Jimmy Butler chucking twos. Uh, I read a stat today that was insane. The last time Jimmy Butler made a three was in yep, January, I, yep, yep, which is yep. ridiculous. I, I read that same article. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good article, but yeah, yeah, January, like, come on, Jimmy. So if you can co- goad him into taking twos, uh, it'll be interesting. But I still have the Heat. Yeah, uh, Oladipo has been looking very spry on defense uh, uh, in these in these bubble games. So I see him. I see no reason for that to continue. Uh, I think that's especially important against the wings of the Heat. Uh, you have a great three point shooter in Duncan Robinson. Um, you have like Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, all threats to score. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Oladipo's defense is certainly going to be necessary uh, to to for the Blazers or not for the Blazers for the Pacers to have any chance. Yeah, who do you have, Andy? I got the Heat personally. I got the Heat in like six. Um, I have to think about that. Give Give me a while to think about that. Right. You can come Ishis, back to me. Um, I'm sure you have the Heat too. I'm- I mean, I honestly don't have that much of a choice. If I had to pick, I would probably say Heat. I would see this going to seven games. Seven um, games? Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, I think these teams are both really evenly matched. As well as there's, I don't think there's anyone on, maybe Jimmy Butler, but I don't think there's anyone on either of these teams that can just take over an entire series and just, you know, like where a coach can just rely on skill think, to come Jimmy, I think Jimmy Butler can definitely take over a series, especially a series of this. I mean, I haven't seen him do it in the past, so I'm just based off of that. Okay. Um, so I think the I think coaching is gonna like 
whoever can coach better throughout the series is probably going to come out on top. So that's up for grabs right now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, talking about prediction here? Yeah, what do you think? Thoughts on the series? series uh, so when you said that the there is a more tight matchup in the in the East, I thought you were talking about this one. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. I think this is going to be very, uh, very close. Uh, I think... I, I think the Heat will win this uh, because, like we said, um, like you said before, the whole point of having a player who can take over the game, I think uh, Jimmy Butler is that dude, and I don't think the the Pacers have anyone who can do that. And when teams are so similar uh, like they are here, I think that's the main difference. Uh, I think I think the Heat will win this in six or seven. I also see TJ Warren yes, crashing down. Yes, yes, also that. Personally. I mean, we saw a little bit of that already, right? He has kind of crashed yeah. down. I would have loved to see him drop like 40 on the Heat, yeah. but uh, but it wasn't meant to be. And I think Jimmy Butler is the kind of guy to take it super personally. And when he takes it personally, it's uh, over. he's good it's enough. Over. He's special enough at, at yeah. on defense to to. Didn't, didn't they have beef like in the past too? TJ wanted Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why that's why we that's why we yeah. highlighted the matchup. There was like a a, a game where Jimmy Butler kind of goaded uh, TJ Warren into a, yeah, a double yeah. The whole thing about like kissing him goodbye or whatever, right? Then yeah, he blew him yeah. a kiss out, yeah. It was pretty That's hilarious. That's classic Which Jimmy. Which is why. And then, and then after the game, Jimmy Butler said, this guy's not even on my league. He shouldn't even be on the same court. And then when TJ Warren started like going insane in the bubble, people were so hyped for the Pacers-Heat matchup. But then TJ Warren got shut down. And that was kind of yeah, the, the he had Yeah, he had like 14 points the first half and didn't yeah. even score in the second half or something. Yeah, it's a shame. Anyway, that, that's a fun little sub-storyline yeah. to watch. We're all about those storylines. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, so we all have actually, yeah. So predictions. I say Heat. What do y'all think? Yep, I got the Heat. Yeah, uh, I mean, I try to make a case. I try to think about a case where the Pacers would win, um, but uh, like if TJ, like I feel like TJ Warren will come back to earth, as as you guys kind of said, and he was. I feel like he was the one kind of. Uh, carrying this team throughout the bubble, uh, unless Oladipo steps up and becomes a scorer, um, I, I don't see a situation where the Pacers win. So, um, yeah, I think this co- also comes down to a little bit of playoff experience. Um, so, so definitely, there's some young pieces on this on the Heat team, but like Drogic has a lot of playoff experience. I think Jimmy Butler will uh, take everything personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a la Michael Jordan. Um, Ooh, Jimmy Butler's but, Michael yeah, Jordan, like, Andy. Did I hear you right? I mean, not like <laughs> talent-wise, but like taking everything personally, taking everything as a as a fight. That that yeah. kind of mentality. The CP3, Patrick Beverly, Jimmy Butler yes. mentality. Uh, All right, let us move on to the final matchup that we are going to talk about. That is the Sixers and the Celtics. I feel like they always yeah. Play that's another one. I playoffs. feel like always happens. And I, I, I also feel like this is a little more interesting than uh, the the other yeah. always in the Nuggets and the Jazz. More star power. I think the Celtics consistently have a a very very good uh, guard rotation, and Jason Tatum is uh, taking that next step to superstardom. Hopefully, this will be I think his proving ground. His, uh, yeah. proving ground. If he can make it through the Sixers, which have been a, a bad match for them in the past. Um, they can. Uh, they can officially claim Jason Tatum is a the claim star. Jason yeah. Tatum. But uh, I think the the, the big storyline in this match in this matchup is uh, both these teams 
don't really have uh, a foil for the uh, other other team's strengths. For example, the Sixers don't have uh, Ben, their an All NBA defensive player to guard the Celtics' big three or big four in Kemba, Gordon, um, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. And on the flip side, the Celtics have no big at all to guard the monster that is Joel Embiid. So I see this as a matchup of strength versus strength, and that's always fun. So there we go. I don't have a I don't have a pick yet. I'll listen to you guys and form an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the fact that Ben Simmons is is out is like I mean obviously that's huge against the Sixers' chances. Because um, I mean, I, I for that I don't know. I feel like I, it's a very just super simple take on it in terms of like how I'm seeing it. But to me, it's like Ben Simmons is their second best player or their best player, debatable, right? Right, you know, okay, so second best second player. best player, um, and yeah. who who are the the Celtics lacking right now? Uh, well, that, but so here's the thing: they've been lacking a big for the whole year, right? So they they know how to okay, play so without team, this weakness. I don't know if the Sixers know how to play at a high level with uh without Ben Simmons. I know, uh, however, a counterpoint to that is that I've always felt that the Sixers are a poorly built team. But by removing one of Ben Simmons mm. or Joel Embiid will allow the other to maximize, and this is the perfect series for Joel Embiid to maximize because they can't stop. Him. Yeah, that's true. This could be one of the few chan- like chances we have to see nowadays of a of a center carrying his team. That yeah. could be interesting. Be sick. Yeah, something something else I kind of want to talk about is the uh, is the Celtics like for like the longest time I feel like they have a very strong six six-man rotation um but then like after that it's a very significant drop-off um but again like we kind of mentioned before depth doesn't really matter too much in the playoffs and i don't think the sixers have the personnel to necessarily take advantage of like a of uh wanamaker i think coming off the bench um or uh, semi semi like they're not going to be threats, but Sixers don't they may have. Not even, the they may not even come off the bench in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think the Celtics' biggest. Um, well, of course, we have the the issue of like them not having a big. That will that will definitely be their biggest weakness. But I think Brad Stevens is smart enough to game plan around that. Um, How do as, you game we, plan around Joel Embiid? They did it with Al Horford in the past, but Al Horford has jumped ship. Now oh, that's true. Yeah, it's it's a Al Horford's re- revenge series, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like it's getting easier and easier to uh kind of kind of lock down a a big a lumbering big. Uh, nowadays, you send like a bunch of people, and uh, you send like two two people to thwart him from um going down low, and then just have good rotations. Uh, I I don't know if the Sixers can necessarily punish them with. Uh, good ball rotation and like spot up shooters. I I feel like, um, I feel like that that might be a weakness the Sixers have. So I I kind of have the Celtics went taking this. Do you think game. it'll be close? I I definitely think it will be close. Um, I think uh I think some of the wing players. Sorry, uh, you had the Celtics. Yeah, I had okay, the Celtics. Okay, I didn't hear that. Right. Yeah, um, I I think like 
Matisse, I, I want to I want to see Matisse Thybul doing well. Um, I want to see Matisse. Uh, that's what I'm block. saying, man. It, he hasn't released one in a minute. Yeah, he uploaded. He uploaded one yeah. today. Oh, really? Okay, I was at work. I'll check it out. It's it's sad. Yeah. Uh, um, I feel like if the Sixers lose this, then we're not going to get any more vlogs. That's the end of the. Yeah, that's that's the end of the vlogs. Point. That's a great point in the Sixers' yeah. flavor. Honestly, you want them Brian. to win if you want to keep seeing the the vlogs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Ishus, anything? <laughs> Um, I mean, in recent like playoff matchups, we usually see the team that has better shooters come out on top. And it has been a while since we've seen a team that was just carried by one big. So I probably would assume that the Celtics would take this one. Uh, I don't see it going to seven games. All right. I, I am going to be picking the Sixers. Uh, this is kind of a, another instance of what I want to see happen. I want to see Joel Embiid just carry an entire team and detonate on the Celtics night after night and just play up to the to the virtual crowd <laughs> and finally have finally hyping up these screens, finally have man. a team finally have like a team just built around him and only him and uh I think I think he can do it it'd be fun to watch and uh and, and you know I'm the narratives would be crazy so that, if they can if they like do better without Ben Simmons and then everyone's like oh, oh yes they gotta yes. get rid of Ben now Yep, that that's just that's just another point in the Sixers' favor. So along with Matisse, yeah. point number one, and Joel Embiid, point number two, I'm picking the Sixers in six. 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 Yeah. Yes. So who's gonna be uh, moving? Like who's gonna be doing the ball handling for the Sixers? Bro. Probably some combination of like Raul Neto, Shake Milton, Shake. Um. Uh, yeah. Josh? Maybe. Does Josh Richardson handle the ball? I don't know. Josh Richardson? I haven't seen him do that much. And he also hasn't been playing too well in the bubble. Okay. Uh, so I've seen. But yeah, I think maybe Furkan Korkmaz, I think is his mm. name. Um, but yeah, no, definitely no no, uh, no, no person who can pass as well as uh, Not Benny in the league. Or defend yep. as yeah. well as Ben. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if the Celtics were able to just focus in on just Joel... Or just focusing on the paint. I don't know how the 76ers can just find other means of scoring. <clears throat> well, my long-held belief in the playoffs is that the team with the best player wins. So, there, there's that. I, now, Joel Embiid is clearly the best player here. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if Joel Embiid's good enough to, be, to, to overcome the talent difference between these two teams right now, I think. I feel like the Celtics just have so much more. Um, they have so many more players that are just like good. I don't know how else to say it. You know, like if you if you look at the rest of the uh, Sixers roster, who do you have? Like Tobias Harris is all right. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's he's great in the vlogs. <laughs> he's he's uh, great in the vlogs. But I mean, this the the Celtics have like you said before. You have Hayward. You have obviously Jason Tatum is a superstar in the making. Campbell Walker is great. Um, Jalen Brown is great. Um, Marcus Smart is a uh, great at flopping. Did you say Kemba Walker? Yeah, I said Kemba. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just think that the the yeah. Celtics have more guys. Um, then it's just the the best the best players. I think for the Celtics, yeah. it's it's a lot more top heavy than you might think. Um, like that's true. Those yeah, names, that is true. Like, so who do you have? I I, I kind of mentioned this before. Like they have they run six deep maybe seven deep um but uh, again that's that's not too much of an issue come playoff yeah. time because you know those guys are going to be playing 
a and lot again, of time. the whole thing about yeah. the rest, everyone's rested now, you know. It's it it definitely benefits yeah. a shallower team. Um, yeah. I, I, I got the Celtics. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I think you're alone on, on that one. Side? All right. I mean, that's yeah, good. We need diversity. diversity. We were we were too similar on the last couple. Okay. Uh so let's real quick just go through all the series that we didn't talk about and just make some really really quick predictions. Um so who do you have Clippers versus Mavs? I know Rohit has Mavs uh for the, for the culture. culture. What about the rest? Yep. I have the Clippers. As the as a objective <laughs> yeah. pick. It's the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean I want the Mavs to win, but I don't see okay. them. You can't. They won't win unless you pick them, Isis. You're the deciding factor here. <laughs> I can't speak it dude. into existence. Speak it. You I speak to, the truth. I speak. The you truth. have no. You uh, don't. That's clearly. I don't false. know about that one. <laughs> you must. <laughs> Alright, that might might be bad that we're asking Isis. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Uh, um, Nuggets, Jazz. I think we all got the Bucks. No, I'm, I'm just going to do Western Conference right okay. now. Nuggets, Jazz. Who do you got? Okay. I got, I got Nuggets as well. Alright. All right. Yeah. So that's a sweep there and. Eastern Conference, we got Bucks and Magic. This might be, oh, this might be the easiest for me, dude. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't Andy, know what you said about there. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, you know he might come back. You <laughs> yeah, can't joke about that, man. Uh, I got the uh, Bucks, fucked. and I think. Uh, I yes, think Pilot, we, all got we know the you Bucks. have the Bucks. <laughs> uh, what's the last yeah, one? Is it Raptors, Raptors yeah, and Raptors. Raptors, Nets. Nets. Who's still alive on the Nets, man? Jeez. Levert. Levert. Uh, Harris Levert. Yep. All right. I got the I got yes. the raps. And Joe Harris. I, I mean, the Nets have five. promise for the future. If Kitty and Kyrie can... I was thinking yeah, that would be insane. Like, like if they came back healthy. If they came back, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be so fun to watch. Like a Raptors, Katie, Kyrie series. Oh, my God. They'd be such a sneaky seven seed. No, but I feel like this team can't... I feel like it'll be probably worse than the Clippers are right now because it seems like a similar situation, but Katie and Kyrie aren't as good together, aren't as good as Kawhi and Paul George like defensively and just teamwork wise. Oh, that's a good question. Katie and Kyrie or Kawhi and Paul George? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Paul George recently. Like Kawhi, definitely. I think Kawhi and Katie are com- were comparable before the injury, and Katie yeah. having the injury puts him down maybe maybe a couple points. Uh, we'll see how he recovers. That's that's yet yeah. to be seen. But uh, Kyrie and PG, um, what do you guys think? Uh, as far as um, I think stuff. Kyrie and Katie are like individual talents, not like guys that will work together in order to like help their team win. Um, so far, I don't know about Kawhi and Paul George as how they can work together, but we'll probably see in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Paul George fan, honestly. Um, so I think. I think if KD comes back healthy, I would pick KD and Kyrie over uh, Kawhi and PG to be my duo of the future, but we'll see. It all depends on the I think KD and Kyrie would give you much, much better highlights. Yeah, that, that, that's too, like, that too. As that's a fan, true. you want to see that. You want to see those two play rather than Kawhi and PG, I think. The, the soulless cyborgs. <laughs> or the Twitter fingers. <laughs> the, the awoken Illuminati, man. Flattered society. Do you see uh Katie's tweet recently? About him? like, oops, I must have accidentally liked. Oh followed, yeah, followed yeah. Your, man, Katie's so, so, if, if Katie, he's so funny, man. If he can just yeah. 
actually do it as a joke instead of <laughs> taking it seriously he would be he would be so beloved by the people because he like he spends about as much time following the nba as the rest of us he so, actually like, plays though. he's like our, he, yeah he's yeah he's our peer in, yeah. in that like he he's, he's in the meme culture and he's you know he's all about he's all about that life so i think he'd be a lot more beloved if he took it less seriously but of course that is antithetical too to much to nature. ask for Yep. All right, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're probably going to be talking a lot more about the NBA in the upcoming weeks. Playoffs are finally and, here. Andy doesn't want to. Playoffs are here. Andy doesn't want to talk yeah, about the Jets. That AFC East preview might never come around. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, one day. But if you want to know how to support the podcast, check the link in Spotify, uh, and we will catch you in the next episode. See ya.